voices deep down the sideline. Gaten's got a step. There he goes. See you later as Gaten walks it in for a Chargers touchdown. A 70-yard strike from Herbert to Gaten. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you. Later on this hour, some lightning bets. And, of course, we will take a look at some underdogs. There's a lot of home dogs we might like here in week one of the NFL season. But we're going to do a little... um, kind of like a lightning bet segment here. We're going to go around and each give some of our favorite long-term big picture NFL plays for the year. Earlier, we talked about week one plays and survivor picks, and we did our draft of over-unders, which all three of us have some interesting ones. The Jameis Winston resurgence is part of this, but now big picture thoughts, awards, you know, stuff for the season as, because this is kind of it, right? Like tomorrow, the NFL kicks off tomorrow night, Cowboys and Bucks. So I feel like today, tomorrow morning right up to kickoff this is when you put your big long-term bets in so let's go around here and pick out some of our favorite ones we have paul aspen joe o, aaron myself joe o, you want to start us off give us one. yeah yeah let's start with the uh the one that i find most fascinating it's the one that i think we're going to spend the most amount of time talking about this year because it's not quite wide open but it is with one position, and that's the offensive rookie of the year. We have seen so much movement so far during the preseason when Zach Wilson looks great after a preseason game. His number moves a little bit. Same thing with Justin Fields. Now that's dropped back a little bit because we know he's not starting in week number one. Mac Jones now the second favorite everywhere. Not far behind. Like I'm talking about a tick. Like If we look at FanDuel Sportsbook, for example, Trevor Lawrence, your favorite, should be number one overall pick. Um, everyone knows him from college, and he's going to be starting week one for Jacksonville. He's plus 400. Mac Jones, just because of the opportunity he's going to have from day one in New England. We're buying into New England over nine and a half on this show. So if they're going to be in the playoffs, you are the Patriots. People are going to say, after every good game, is he the next Tom Brady? Uh, he stole the job from Cam Newton. He's right there at plus 450. So it's... Uh, so it's fascinating, and the field's number is going to drop, assuming he doesn't play at all in week number one. And after the first week, whichever quarterback plays the best, then they're going to become the favorite or the second favorite. I, I think there's there's going to be multiple ways. Like There might be a few different times you can get the fourth or fifth favorite, then all of a sudden uh, you have a few of the quarterbacks and a lot of value there. I hear people make cases for Najee Harris, for Kyle Pitts. I understand where you're coming from. I just strongly disagree. Uh, we might have four of these five first-round quarterbacks on the field in the first week. As long as they can stay healthy, if we've got a quarterback playing every week, one of them is going to win this award. And I still think there's value with Zach Wilson in that plus 700, plus 750 range. And not not the toughest test in week number one. Maybe he takes down the former quarterback of the Jets. Uh, there's still value there with Zach Wilson at plus 700, plus 750. There are a lot of people that believe he's going to be the bust of the five. I am not with that. I don't understand it. I think it's a Jets thing, but uh, I'm going offensive rookie of the year, Zach Wilson. All right, so we got Zach Wilson, offensive rookie of the year. Aaron, what's your first one? Future bet. What are you thinking? So I'm going to go with the Patriots to make the playoffs. Um, got that at minus 120. Uh, did that yesterday. I just think the Patriots are going to be much better than they were last season. Um, and I like, 
you know, their chances to make the playoffs. So I'm going with that. Yeah, I like that one. I, I think they're heading back to the playoffs. And you add in the, the seventh playoff team, which started last year. It just It's an extra avenue for a team you don't think is going to win the division. The Bills are the favorite to make a, uh, a trip to the playoffs. All right, so we have Zach Wilson. We have the Patriots playoffs. Paul Aspen, what do you think? I do I do see plus money on the Patriots to make the playoffs, by the way. So well, that's you, even you better. that, grab yeah. it, yes. Paul, we know Paul Aspen has Broncos futures. What else has he got cooking here? We do not hear you, Paul. We thought we had it well, figured out. I think it's muted. All right, we'll, we'll circle back to Paul. He'll, he'll figure now? out. There now is. we got you. All there right. you go. So we're looking at the wide receiver market on top of the Broncos futures that I'm holding. So, not to brag, hit this with Stephon Diggs last year. but So i got to go back to the well, not with Stephon Diggs. But I will say before I name who I'm taking, you can look at this later in the season and play it a little bit later. There's still good numbers out there. So we're looking at Terry McLaurin at 19 to one to lead the lead league lead the league in receiving yards. Ooh. Washington okay. football team seventh in pass play percentage last year. Kind of a surprise. They got Fitzy back there. Terry was 12th in targets, 13th in receiving yards last year. Could have make a similar Stefan Diggs type jump. Similar to Stefan. I'm going out of the Stefan Diggs playbook basically. So he also has like a number two receiver just like Diggs did with John Brown and Curtis Samuel. John Brown couldn't stay on the field. Curtis Samuel already dealing with a groin injury. A lot of the tar- not, you know, no one's stealing targets from him. Uh, you know, Logan Thomas is there, but still like, you know, the targets he's going to get. Uh, Devontae Parker with Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2019. Devontae Parker was fifth in receiving yards. So the potential is there to be towards the top of the board. Uh, like I said, you could get a better number, maybe even on Terry himself around Thanksgiving. This is how Washington closes. Seahawks at home, their defense got better late last year, but up and down. At Vegas, their defense is trash. Two against Dallas, two against Philly. So he could close late. I like that one. Yeah, and he's and, and look, Fitzpatrick's always a guy that likes to throw the ball deep down the mm-hmm. field. McLaurin, a deep play threat. That's a good one um, from Paul for the Terry McLaurin. Oh, let me throw one at you. It is a long shot. I'll start with a long shot here. Now, you could have found this. A month or two ago, at better odds, it's changed because of injuries on his team. I still like the idea of throwing something on Lamar Jackson at 50 to 1 to lead the NFL in rushing yards. He was ninth last wow. year. Now, Derrick Henry is this overwhelming, like, just favorite that it's hard to bet against him. And I don't think Lamar can beat Derrick Henry unless there's a Henry injury. But, I mean, one of these years, he's going to miss a couple games. He's going to have something that pops up. Lamar Jackson had 1,000 in five rushing yards last year. He only played 15 games because he missed the one game because of the COVID stuff, right? So he only played 15 games, 1,000 yards. He has 17 games this year. He just lost a running back in his backfield who had 800 yards last year. More games, a guy he's, they have to make up those yards somewhere. I think Lamar could do it. If he can get to 14 or 1,500 yards, and Henry has a, a you know a tough year for whatever reason. Well, and Justice Hill too. I know it's a small yes. thing, but it's another. Yes. How desperate are they? Le'Veon Bell, seriously? He hasn't averaged more than four yards per carry since 2016. Lamar, I think Lamar is going to make up for this. And, and I yeah. look, the Ravens still haven't re-signed him. I think they're going to, but it's not like they paid him 100 million guarantee. We're like, we can't run him anymore. We got to preserve his body. I, I I don't think they're thinking that way. Lamar Jackson, 50 to one to lead the NFL in rushing yards. It wouldn't shock me if he gets to 14 or 1500, and that might be enough. Joe, what do you think? What's your second? I love one? it. I have to, I have to bet that one, by the way, just to support you. 
Like it makes so much sense. Um, has that number stayed the same or has it? Uh, it was 75 to one in July. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when it changed. Value. I don't know if it changed right after the Dobbins injury just over the summer, but it's 50 to one on FanDuel right now. All right. Uh, very good. I like it. Coach of the year. I love betting on this. Now, here's the thing. I would have told, I think I did say it a couple months ago, talking about Arthur Smith. But now, if you look at FanDuel Sportsbook, he's right there, basically the favorite. Staley's 13 to 1, and Arthur Smith is 14 to 1. Flores, 14 to 1. Like, I can't recommend any of those. Uh, when, when you look at betting coach of the year, look for the win totals in the middle. That's how it works when it comes to the coach of the year. Stefanski won it, their win total was 8.5. And they go 11-5. and five. Did they win the division? No, but the Browns made the playoffs. That's why he was the coach of the year. 2019, Harbaugh, win total 8.5. They win 14. Matt Nagy in 2018, win total 6.5. They win 12. So I'm looking in that middle range. You can't, you can't have one of these uh, the high win total teams like Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Baltimore. Even if you think they're great coaches, they're not going to win this award. It's exceeding expectations. <sighs> Talked a lot about New Orleans today. As I'm looking uh, for some value down the board for bets available right now, what do you guys think about Sean Payton? After Drew Brees, and now I'm not the biggest believer in the team, but <laughs> if they get double-digit wins, won't a lot of the credit go to Sean Payton? What if they get the best Jameis that we've seen throughout his entire career? Where's the credit going to go? They're, they're dealing with all these, I don't want to, you know minimize this and call it distractions. All of these guys have a lot going on in their personal lives right now. And if they were to have a good year, where's that credit going to go? Sean Payton. He's the face of the organization. He's the voice of the team. He has a ton of job security. He's regarded as one of the best offensive minds in the game. And the win total is single digits. If the saints are good this year, Payton's going to get, get a lot of credit. So I'm looking at him 22 to one. And, boy, I'm looking down the list to see if there's any value anywhere. I, don't know. I mean, is Salah going to win the NFC East? Are they going to make the playoffs? Probably not. I like him as a coach, but I don't see it. Vic Fangio, the quarterback play, is not good enough. They can hang around and be pretty good and probably cover a bunch of spreads. I mean, Urban Meyer, we talked about him earlier in the offseason, Joe G. We're out on that, right? Yeah, I think yes. so. I, I, yeah, yeah I, I still think the Jaguars could win that bad division, but out on the coach of the year stuff, yeah. Yeah, so... I, the more and more I think about it, there seems to be like some that. value is Sean Payton, 22-1. Yeah. to 1. Well, the narrative play, too, and you, you mentioned it, not, not to trivialize it, but it's part of the, the, the whole process, right? Like this team that's not supposed has all this stuff going on. Players can't even be at home for a month. Joe, he won the Coach of the Year award in 2006. Aaron mentioned earlier that, you know, that year after Katrina, that the way the Saints were able to play and kind of rally, that's when he won his first Coach of the Year then. Like, it's it's not – we've seen this before. You know, we've what about seen David Coley, 70? What's Nick Sirianni at? Well, I got to tell you, there's a name down here at the very bottom that surprised <laughs> me. I don't like the team, but they're in that mid-range. And that's Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin's 55-1. to 1. Ooh. They'd have to win the division, though, right? If they just get a wild card. I don't know. Stavansky not... didn't win the division last year. Yeah. Um, that's great so, value on a great coach. I mean, he's a great coach. Sirianni's 45-1. to 1. Someone's got to win that division. Which bet's like, better? Which bet's better? So, Sirianni or Tomlin? So the Steelers did just win the division last year. Right. Yeah. Can, Does that hurt his case? 
Yeah, because he'd be coming down, right? Like, the win total is eight and a half. Right. It's like it's all this offseason perception that would like be baked into uh, it. Everybody's down on the Steelers, right? Right, right, right. right. It seems that way. Like, mm-hmm. no one remembers that they actually did win the division last year. Right. No, because it, it feels like they didn't. They won 12 games. They were undefeated which, into December. Which is still crazy. crazy. Yeah. And Aaron, we decided, Aaron's, okay, it, the crash is coming this year. Right. Ben didn't look great. It's only going to be worse this season. But just throw the option out there. Hey, I, I've made my case against the Steelers all offseason. So I don't yeah. really believe in the team. But, you know, this is the NFL. It surprises us every year, every week. Sure. Mm-hmm. Aaron, you have another one? Yeah, so sticking with the AFC East, I have the Dolphins to not make the playoffs. Um, Obviously, I think the Bills or the Patriots are winning that division. Uh, So that leaves the Dolphins trying to get, you know, a wild card seed. And I just think there's so many other teams that are going to be fighting for that that are probably better. Don't think there's going to be a Tua takeover. Um, They are missing the playoffs in Miami. I'm with you on that. I, I yep. think that's a good one. I, I think that team is headed for kind of a middle of the pack year, and they have to reassess the quarterback after year. Paul Aspen, you have one more? I got one more. Kind of two ways to play it. So I know we're all about the Saints resurgence as of today. But <laughs> the Panthers at plus 320 to finish second in the NFC South intrigues <laughs> me. Uh, we need Sam Darnold. The thing about Darnold, so I'm not totally ruling out that it was more Adam Gase than Sam Darnold. Like going through Warren Sharp's football preview, it was like the intermediate passes that were the problem for him, and he's got to hit those. So I'm look, I'm not gonna get excited about one preseason game, but he's got some weapons there in Carolina. Christian McCaffrey's back. Like I think it's a good situation for him. So plus three twenty to finish second in the NFC South. I'll probably play that. The end of the season is brutal though. They go to Buffalo, have Tampa, the Saints, and Tampa on the road to finish the season. So that might be tough. We need. The Saints uh, to fall apart. The Falcons, I'm not really worried about. Another way to play it, 70-1 to to be the last undefeated team, the Panthers. They have the 26th-ranked schedule. They start at home against the Jets. They go to probably not even New Orleans, maybe, in Week 2. The Texans at home at the Cowboys, that's winnable game. Home against the Eagles, winnable. Vikings, that's winnable. At the Giants, that's winnable. At the Falcons, that's winnable. They're also all losable. They're also all losable. Don't, don't ruin, don't ruin a good story. <laughs> so uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. How far? Man. How far do they have to go? Would you say to be the last to have a real shot at being the last undefeated team? It's minimum eight and zero, right? Is it? Could it be six and zero, seven and zero? We'd have to. I think, we'd have to dive back to Chiefs Bucks, right? We have right. to look at their schedules, right? I figure the West would beat up on each other. North beats up on each other in Boy, division games. The Browns could, I mean, could beat the Chiefs. Really, one. I know those stats are out really, there. Really, I think if you're making the case of winnable games, we like New England week nine, but That's, I'd say they're all winnable until week 15. Right. That's not well, bad. Here's the, here's the bottom line. Um, if you do that, if you think they can go 8 no, don't you have to take a fly on them to win the division too? Can't you go there as well? If they're going to be eight and zero, you've got to but think about that. I don't that. get seventy to one though. True. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You don't get that. This is BeckQL Daily on the BeckQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you. On the other side, we will talk about the dogs we love in Week One of the NFL season. Right here, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.